Hi, this is Steve Nerlick from Cheap Astronomy. Why, 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 why Cheap Astronomy? Yeah, why? And this is Dear Cheap Astronomy, Episode 16, In the Dark. Science is built on theories, which, despite the name, are generally evidence-based explanations of natural phenomena that have wide agreement across most of the scientific community. Science journalism, however, is generally built on a lot of current hypothesis and conjecture, about 90% of which will shortly disappear into a bin called Yesterday's Great Ideas. For example, here's me going on about dark matter again. Dear Cheap Astronomy, what the heck is dark matter annihilation? Dark matter annihilation is humanity's latest attempt at hypothesising what might happen if two hypothetical dark matter particles interacted. There is quite a long chain of assumptions involved here. Firstly, dark matter itself is only assumed to exist on the basis of gravitational phenomena that cannot be explained without assuming the presence of invisible mass. For example, there just isn't enough visible mass to generate the gravitational grip that prevents the outer parts of large spinning galaxies from just flying off into space. So those galaxies must be full of invisible mass, that is, dark matter. The physical nature of dark matter is totally unknown. But when has that ever stopped anyone? There is a branch of hypothetical physics called supersymmetry in which hypothetical particles called neutralinos could play the role of invisible massive particles. Neutralinos are, hypothetically, their own antiparticles. So, hypothetically, if one neutralino collided with another neutralino, then they might self-annihilate in much the same way that electrons and their antiparticles, positrons, annihilate when they collide. But it is just a theory. Indeed, it's really just a hypothesis, since at this stage there is zero evidence to support the view that neutralinos even exist, yet alone self-annihilate. But again, when has that ever stopped anyone? We are currently searching for evidence of self-annihilating neutralinos using various detectors in coal mines, Antarctica, and even on the International Space Station. Although, at least to date, we are not finding any conclusive evidence of self-annihilating neutralinos. Now, if we don't find evidence for their self-annihilation, does this mean that neutralinos don't exist? Well, not necessarily. It may just mean that they don't spontaneously self-annihilate after all, which will just take us back to the drawing board to look for another way to detect them. Nonetheless, a range of other predictions proposed by supersymmetry 
have so far failed to be realised across a range of different testing environments, including the Large Hadron Collider. This ongoing lack of evidence is leading some to wonder whether supersymmetry is still a viable theory. And if people give up on supersymmetry, they will probably give up on the Neutralino Dark Matter hypothesis as well. A fundamental problem with the idea that dark matter self-annihilates is why it still continues to represent 27% of the contents of the universe now that the universe is 13.8 billion years old. Surely, if dark matter has such a propensity for self-annihilation, we should have lost a fair chunk of it by now. Such a decline in dark matter over time should become clear if we compare very old galaxies with very young galaxies. And when we do that, we see no evidence that the universe has lost any dark matter over its lifetime. So, you probably wouldn't put money on people finding evidence of dark matter annihilation any time soon. And although this on its own doesn't represent a huge failure in supersymmetry theory, it doesn't exactly help either. So, what is dark matter really made of? No idea. But then, when has that ever stopped anyone? And thanks me. Here at Cheap Astronomy, we don't pretend to be scientists or suggest that we have a better explanation for things. But we do sometimes go, um, really? when a hypothesis starts getting talked about as though it is actually theory. For example, here's Julia to talk about how skipping all the hypothetical fluff and just looking at the data might be a better way forward. Dear Cheap Astronomy, Did the Alpha Magnetic Spectrometer find dark matter? As we've outlined in previous Cheap Astronomy episodes, there is a hypothesis that you might be able to once and for all prove the existence of dark matter by identifying the byproducts of its annihilation. As also discussed in previous Cheap Astronomy episodes, dark matter is, by definition, weakly interacting. So about the only thing that is likely to annihilate a dark matter particle is another dark matter particle. All that said, though, it is not immediately clear why two dark matter particles should suddenly decide to end it all by undergoing such mutually assured destruction. So, just for a moment, let's try running with the idea that maybe dark matter doesn't self-annihilate, because if it doesn't, then maybe there is some other reason why abundant numbers of antimatter particles originating from out beyond the solar system have been detected by the Alpha Magnetic Spectrometer, the AMS, which has been aboard the International Space Station since 2011. Essentially, the AMS has now confirmed a finding first hinted at by less sophisticated instruments such as Pamela and Fermilat. The AMS has confirmed that the cold vacuum of space is brimming with antimatter particles, including many high-energy ones that no source within the solar system would be able to produce. Furthermore, since no appreciable amount of antimatter can last for long before colliding with matter and annihilating, all these antimatter particles must be being constantly replenished. From its vantage point in low Earth orbit, the AMS found more high-energy positrons than low-energy positrons, 
Indeed, there seems a rapid increase in the volume of positrons with higher and higher energies until you reach about 250 GeV, after which the numbers drop off sharply. However, it's important to remember that this energy level distribution is influenced by the solar wind, which resists the inflow of positrons. So, inevitably, more high-energy positrons will reach the AMS than low-energy positrons, even though there may be a more consistent distribution of positrons at all energy levels out in interstellar space. It is interesting that the AMS has found no obvious anisotropy in the positrons that reached it, meaning they seem to be coming from all directions rather than from a specific point source. This is encouraging for dark matter annihilation advocates. Being so prevalent, dark matter should be all over the place, and hence it should be producing high-energy positrons all over the place when it self-annihilates. But there are also many other astronomical sources of high-energy positron production that are also all over the place. The high-energy outbursts of neutron star polar jets and black hole accretion disks, which are themselves all over the place, could also be the source of the positrons detected by the AMS. So, while the latest findings are consistent with the hypothetical idea of dark matter annihilation, they are also consistent with a whole bunch of other ideas that don't get the same prominence, because they don't involve the word dark. The abstract of the first scientific paper of the AMS findings by Aguila et al. in Physical Review Letters sums the current situation up as follows. Taken together, these features show the existence of new physical phenomena. In other words, while we are not yet sure what these phenomena are, this is no longer just an area for hypothesis. We have data. And thanks, Julia. So there you go. Even if it's done nothing much to shed light on the nature of dark matter, pursuing the dark matter annihilation story has at least gotten us some new data on the cosmic abundance of antimatter. And its abundance does suggest there's something out there producing substantial amounts of new antimatter all the time. But, right now, you probably wouldn't put money on it being supersymmetrical, self-annihilating dark particles. We have to remember that dark matter isn't a theory. It's a big question mark. If nothing else, it's a useful reminder to us that there's a whole bunch of stuff going on in the universe that we really just don't understand. At least, not yet. And that's it for another episode of Dear Cheap Astronomy. If you've got a space science question, or just want to tell us, um, really? Why not write to cheapastro at gmail.com and do just that? This is Steve Nerlich. Thanks for listening.